Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the jungle voice of your local announcer and your special place, a ball and a lot of food uh, to come on in and enjoy yourself talking about food here in New Orleans. It's the best uh, place, a lot of people would say, in the entire world. So let's just go ahead and say it and see if it's, if it's really true. And... Um, and uh, let me ask the boss here, Doug, how are we doing? Are all of our situations here, everything running properly? I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. And uh, we uh, will be seeing today one of our favorite guests, Lelchuk uh, Dan. Uh, Dan Lelchuk is actually, uh, I think, more. Brian, Brian, have we seen him yet? He, uh, I heard he might be running a little bit late. Okay, well, we're watching for him. In the meantime, uh, here we are out here, uh, out and about. It's a humid day today, uh, yet lots of food to uh, be coming. And uh, in the holiday season, it's uh, it's really interesting to see how everything is playing right now. Uh, uh, we uh, do enough programs here to have a pretty good idea of what's coming along during uh, all the other uh, days. Hope you call us and tell us what's been cooking for you, uh, wherever that may be. Our telephone number is 260-6368, 260-6368. And if you call right now, you'll get right in and uh, all that. So while we're waiting for everybody to uh, get into place, I thought I would bring up something since uh, um, Dan Lilchuk that, uh, oh, by the way, in case you're wondering who, uh, he is the uh, or in the orchestra, the Louisiana Philharmonic Orchestra. He is a cello. He plays the cello, and he is uh, the second in the group. Uh, but that's pretty good. I mean, that's he and he has been traveling all around the world, uh, seeing different places all over the world. And then uh, when he's tired of that, which I don't think he ever will be, uh, he comes back to New Orleans, and we're ready to see him and ready to uh, talk to him. Uh, well, let's see. Somebody's on hold in the meantime. Uh, do we have uh, – is is that right? Sal. Sal. Sal, welcome to the Food Show. Come on in. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. I have a uh, restaurant report for you. All right. Hit me. And it's a great – Oh, great. Where, where was it? It, uh, I'm going to get to that. It was a place that we passed by several times and just were a little taken aback by the eclectic, uh, different appearance of it. Uh-huh. And we finally went in, and the food was spectacular. And I will say it, the atmosphere, again, is a little eclectic, and there's no tablecloths. It's very informal. But the place is on the North Shore, and it's called Hambone. What, say it again, Hambone? Hambone. Have you been? I have been there about five times. Okay. And I was, 
Now, I was really surprised when I went there because when I sa- uh, walked in and sat down, I looked at everything there and I thought, you know, well, what kind of place is this? It looked like a little, uh, not just a, a little um, backstreet uh, sort of who is this anyway, uh, but there was more to it than that. The guys running it uh, seemed to know what they were doing, and they were very creative in it. And I have uh, become a, a fan of the place for uh, for one dish. I, I, I'm sure there are other things that I will enjoy on other times. I think you're going to name the dish that blew my mind. Go ahead. Uh, let, let's see. They, they come uh, one at a time, but most people buy four of them. Uh, what, what are you yep. looking for? Oysters Marcy. Oysters, Marcy. I don't know who Marcy is, but these oysters are some kind of good, and yeah, uh, they're they're very large, and yeah. you know dishes like that. That's my favorite kind of eating. I, I, really, it's something I love to find in a restaurant, and uh, they they do them one at a time. And believe me, they have enough going on that you you will certainly think about at least uh, get another shot at it. But uh, it I love it. Yeah, we went for the first time on Saturday. We shared the oysters, Marcy, and we also shared the fried chicken dinner. And we were just blown away by all of the flavors. What was interesting was that the oysters were not whole oysters in the shell, but they weren't cut up so small that they were bits and pieces. They were large chunks, but it gave you uh-huh. the opportunity to really savor uh, three or four bites for each oyster and get the bacon, the fennel, the herb saint, and all of those mus- the mushroom flavors all into every bite you took. It was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, if anybody uh, either goes there or finds himself or herself in the uh, in Marini, in the Marini section. Wait a minute. What am I saying? The Marini. No, no, no. Old I'm Mandeville. Saying. Old Mandeville. And... Uh, typically, every time I go, I say, look, just bring me four of them right off the bat. There's no way you're going to displease me with that. No, and, they, and uh, you know, for the price, I was really blown away. Yeah. I mean, you four big oyster shells filled with goodness, and it's only $14. Yeah, it's a steal. I was I was impressed. And I, and I like the combination of the bacon with the herb saint and the uh, fennel because – it's sort of like that combination of the Rockefeller with the Bienville and with mushrooms in there as well. It was really good. I can't say you enough know, about the place. Well, you know, when, I, when I've when uh, i seen it and eaten it especially, uh, it occurs to me that this is really uh, Oysters Bienville. If you were to go to the best restaurants that do Oysters Bienville, like uh, plain, plates, places like uh, Arno's and Galatoire's yeah. and uh, Antoine's and a bunch of other places, Karen. But so, uh, Anvil, nobody does it. Uh, they they just do a great job with it, and uh, yeah. so you you found a real uh, a new a new find. You're you it get was a great. you get a Bing on your uh, uh, your wall. Let me ask you a question. So Oysters Bienville has Herb Saint and Fennel. I thought that was the Rockefeller. Rockefeller for uh, Herb Saint, but I don't even use it uh, for 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 that because uh my recipe doesn't really have any uh any of the that uh, the uh, an, uh what do we call that it? That flavor it. yeah yeah anyhow uh, flavor yeah anyway it's uh it 
definitely is is part of the program there. And uh, I, I every everywhere I go, I uh, get the oysters uh, Bienville, which is yeah, uh, it's interest a bunch of interesting things inside it. And there's nothing quite like it. Well, the fried chicken there is delicious as well, and the greens. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. The greens were smothered with onion. There were, I think, collard greens, but they were smothered with onion and bits of sweet potato in it. And you would think, what is a sweet chunks of sweet potato doing in a, a pot of greens? But it really was delicious. It really mm-hmm. brought out some really complex, delicious flavors in the way he does things. By the way, Marcy yeah. is uh, his wife, the owner's wife. Uh, well, speaking of wives, honor. speaking of wives, uh, uh, my wife loves that those. Well, not the oysters so much. She's not an oyster eater. I am, uh, but she has uh, been uh, really taken in by that restaurant too. So uh, she's she's a well, tough one to please. I'm not surprised because they have a great cheeseburger, which my daughter had when we went. Ah, uh, it's another cheeseburger, just what we need. But go there ahead and go. get it. Well, I mean, you surely. I have to go and meet my wife now, so talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay. Nice hearing from you. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris coming to you live from somewhere that we haven't disclosed. Uh, But uh, we like being here anyway. And uh, it appears that some stuff has come in, courtesy. No, it's Dan's No? I'm going to sit here. You're going to sit there? Yeah. Oh. If he's not there, I'm going to go ahead and do my thing. Oh, you have a thing to do? It's, this uh, is my thing. It's Marianne, this ladies and gentlemen. To do. I'm glad I hadn't left yet. Why? Well, because I can flip in here and do it. Oh, flip in here and do it. Sit, oh, I see. Sit in here and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hi there. Can they hear you okay? You've got I a good microphone. So. They probably hear the panting dog, too. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Everybody happy? Uh, hey, d- d- can, you, can you hear my mic? Because I don't see that yeah. I'm registering at all. That wouldn't mean anything. So that means you've been doing things with the mic again, Tom. That's what that means. Get up, up, up. We're playing around with the uh, dials for a second here. This is part of the deal of, of uh, uh, moving around looking for something to talk about here on the food show. And, you know, this is our trademark. We go to uh, just any part you can think of to go to uh, a local flavor, and uh, that's certainly what we've hit if you've gone to this place. It's, it's really Oh, Hambone? I ham love, bone. love, love Hambone. Yeah, it's, that's a love, big love, hit. Love, love, love. And you would never know it. Oysters Marcy, by the way, Tom, is yeah. named after his wife, Marcy. Oh, yeah? Yes. Well, good. Yes. You know, let's anyway. see. Do I have a, do I have a, a, a special oyster name? For, uh, I would think you? that you have uh, probably a couple of oyster dishes Just named after you around yeah. town, don't you think? What would you like to be? Well, would I like to be? Yeah. Well, you mean like a dish named after me? Yeah. Oh, I don't think anyone should name a dish after me. No. No, I'm not. I'm not enough of a foodie, or no, no or important enough for that. So, um, no. but uh, let's see. If if there was such a dish, then it should be the burger at Keith Young's. Uh, well, that would be a pretty good choice. Yeah. Uh, he's got it on his well, menu. Well, I'm I'm very I'm very passionate about that oh, about yeah. that particular burger. As a matter of fact, the more burgers I have, I know this is going to shock people, but yeah. I might be waning on burgers. I think you're safe on that. I might be waning on burgers. Anyway, uh, I think you're safe. I think you'll make it. I don't know, but um, if it if as as I get 
it's like they're starting to all be the same to me, except I do still put Keith Young's burger up and above the others, mm -hmm. for sure. Keith Young's? Yeah, I mean, the deal alone is absolutely mind-blowing. It's nine ninety nine, and it's it's probably as big a burger as the one that I had at Dickie Brennan's the other day for well, I mean, that one was only five dollars more, but um, but it's it's really good. It's really really good. I want to try the burger at Nola K because um, Nola K. Yeah, it's. It's Nola on, K. Yeah, it's on uh, it's Barone at, I want to say St. Joseph. You know the Cobblestone uh -huh. Street? <clears throat> yeah. It's there. Yeah. And uh, it's new. It's the people from Restaurant Day Famille. And oh. I had a hot chicken sandwich mm -hmm. on a bun that blew my mind. The bun, Is that good? Yeah. And, you know, I never, I don't even bother with buns anymore because they're just not up to the job. So uh, I just don't, I don't bother with them. And um, this one was, was very carefully selected because I told her how much I enjoyed it. This and is the bone said, still, huh? This is this is the um, the burger at Nola K. Nola K. I got a chicken sandwich on the same bun, which is a a dense, not heavy, just just a perfect bun. It's dense and round at the top with sesame seeds. It's toasted perfectly, and it holds up to a sandwich, which is my big problem, my big complaint with buns in general, and also the fact that they're empty carbs. Who is? But this um, was good enough. Oh, I'm sorry. We had. I, this was good enough to eat. What? Who's on the we phone? We have somebody on the phone, but right. I, I didn't quite catch it. Okay. What? Drake. 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 Welcome. Welcome to our hey. show. Nice hearing from you. Hey, this is Drake with the Tux people. The hey. Tux people. Oh, people. hey. Hey. Well, uh, I think everybody ought to wear a tuxedo. Drake Morvan. This is Drake Morvan. <laughs> Drake the crew of Tux. Is, are you Drake us? Nope. I am. I yeah. am. Okay. Uh, the Tux Charitable Foundation had a mini parade at Children's Hospital today. We had the brass band. We had costumes. We gave out all kind of trinkets and presented the hospital with a check for $20,000. Oh, wow. Wow. Part of the Excellent. Part of the proceeds you all helped raise at the Gumbo Gras and Umbrella Walk. So, Thank you. Yes, indeed. Thanks for being a part of that. Oh, it was um, it was really fun, and I'm so glad that it was it was so much bigger this year than it, you did. You actually run out of gumbo. We ran out of gumbo. We ran out of bowls. We ran out of spoons. We were running around. <laughs> the people that ran out of the gumbo was going to their tents to get their bowls. <laughs> <laughs> Give me well, your spoons. Well, it was Give all for bowls. good cause, so I'm sure they weren't that upset. Oh yeah, yeah. And Children's Hospital is just one of the local organizations that we support. But um, it was a, a great presentation. Those people they were so so warm, and they had the the patients out, and uh, the, you know we were handing them stuff. Everybody just had a great time. That's going to get to but, be a big event. It is. Well, we, we hope so. And, and you know, when you get older, you quit trying to collect things and gather things, and you want to become significant. And Tux is looking to be more of a part of the community and support every uh, these organizations. So, so that was the third that was the third annual, right? Yes, it was the third okay. annual. That was only our second it was only our second gumbo gras. The first okay. one was just the umbrella walk. And okay. then we added the um, umbrella the gumbo portion. 
Well, please so. let us know every year when it is so we can promote it because it's a very worthwhile thing. There were, what, seven charities that, that shared the bounty from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's and, fantastic. Uh, everybody, we're going to divvy it up, and uh, it's be great. But I, I called in for a few reports. Okay. Oh, well, we're willing to know and willing to listen to every bit of it. Fire away. We had a five-star meal at a place you all talk about all the time at Drago's Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the grilled oysters, then the uh, pound-and-a-half lobster, salads, and then, of course, the peach cobbler with uh, ice cream and amaretta coffee. We were giddy when we left. It was just fantastic. Well, you know, you... What you just described was uh, a whole lot of different dishes, uh, I, and I'm intrigued by just by all of them. What? Tell me a little more about this. This sounded like a, a terrific mid-afternoon the kind of thing. The grilled ice. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tuck's yeah. had a big event, a big distribution party, and so we wanted to treat ourselves. So mm-hmm. we got the grilled oysters and then a, a nice salad and the uh, pound-and-a-half which is kind of the middle size uh, lobster, and it was delicious. Mm. Um, Potatoes, she got the spinach. And then, of course, if you go that far, you might as well get the peach cobbler and the ice cream, right? Yep. Mm. Peach Mm. cobbler and and ice cream. Gosh, that must be pretty tasty at the very least. (laughs) Give me some. I'll I'll just stay in here and wait. Sounds like you're dreaming about it right now. (laughs) There it goes. Yeah, yeah was, hey. it, was is this the uh, the event that we did in Audubon Park a couple of months ago? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I thought I go to a lot of things like that, and uh, I was there the better part of the whole day for the for the uh, uh, for the gumbo cook-off. Uh-huh. But uh, it was really a blast because I knew so many people who, who were. Also going to that, it must be a really uh, uh, wonderful thing that, that a lot of people like. So uh, they're on my list. Well, man, uh, good word from y'all really helps us out. And, yeah, it does, it does bring a lot of people. And, Marianne, I, I had a tip for you since you've turned into a hamburger person. What's that? On the North yeah. Shore. Are you ready? I'm Try ready. Butter crisp. Try Buttercrisp. Try <laughs> Buttercrisp. I would tell you what, I'm starting to watch the Buttercrisp Diner with some fascination. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've they've definitely cleaned it up. I mean, it was a place that is easy for me to ignore because that is absolutely not my kind of place. But, But they appear to be doing some investment into it. It's definitely improving. And, and yeah. I'm becoming intrigued by it. They no longer have the nicotine-stained walls and ceilings, and, you know, your elbows don't stick to the table anymore. Okay, no. that's what it looked like. See, that's what it always looked like. Yeah, well, I had a son go to St. Paul's, and my daughter went to SSA for so for years. We pulled through the drive-thru and got hot-glazed donuts for their breakfast, you know. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> we, wouldn't get, we wouldn't get down. <laughs> but, no, it's cleaned up. It's pretty nice. But try their, their big hamburger and tell them you want the bun grilled. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm I'm working my way up to it. Okay. Uh, it, it's definitely. Is it new owners? I mean, or is it the same oh, ones no. who just? No, I don't think okay. so. I think when they got rid of smoking in the restaurants, that uh-huh. uh, it it was a blessing for them. 
they took uh-huh. the opportunity and just cleaned it all up. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, I've noticed I've noticed a lot of upward mobility in the last year. So something's different. Something's different. Hmm. I don't well, know what it is, but there's something happening there. You know, they have the glazed donut grilled cheese, uh-huh. and they have the king cake hamburger. Uh-huh. Those are heart healthy okay. items. All right. It's on my. I mean, I'm not going to say it's on my list. I'm thinking about it being on my list. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, you, you get the crinkle fry. Get the crinkle fries too. You tell me when it's dark. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll think well, about good it. With you. Good talking right. with you. I was happy to share that uh, donation with you, and thank you for your help and being a part of it. Oh, thank you. Thank Thanks. you for yeah, asking us. It's terrific. Take okay. care. Thanks. Bye. Uh, 260-6368 is the number. We need to take a break because we blew through that one. WWL, 105.3 FM, HD2. All right. It's the Food Show on 105.3 FM. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Did I mention my name or would it it matter to anybody? A few times. you think? Oh, Oh, I do. I think so. (laughs) I do. I think so. Buttercrisp Diner. Buttercrisp Diner? <laughs> I, I admit a certain fascination about the place. I do. I admit it. Wait a minute. i got to find out what you just this said. This is the place that you made me drive through and get you donuts a little couple of weeks ago. I asked you for donuts? Me? And I went through the parking lot in yeah. Mary Lee's car, and I said to you, if there's a nail in this parking lot, Actually, it was a drive-through line, uh-huh. which looks like it looks like a delivery place where you wouldn't like a back alley is what it looks like, and it doesn't it doesn't look like your typical drive-through line at all. So we drove through and got you a donut. Don't you remember huh. that we went when you went to singing and I picked you up and then we went to the donut place and mm. I said I refuse to go in. I'm not ready to go in, but we can drive through and I. I don't know if you like the donut or not. I mean, what does it matter really to you, Tom, as long as it's a sugar hit, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm I feel exactly that way. I'm but, convinced uh, that it doesn't really matter to Tom as long as there's a certain amount of sugar in it. Two six zero six three six eight. But that's the place there by McDonald's, right next to McDonald's in that little corridor between Rouse's at Claiborne Hill. Yeah, and what happened it's there? It's the Buttercrisp Diner, and it's kind oh. of... I know where you're talking about. Yeah, that's about. the place I'm, I keep looking at, and I keep thinking, one of these days I'm going to work up the curiosity to go in there. <clears throat> it hasn't happened yet, though. You know, I, my uh, curiosity continues to be, why is it that such a large number of people want to eat such low-down food? You know, there's, there's so well, much. You're, not, you're that, not sure that it's low-down food. I mean, it's a diner. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that at all. Now, so you still I, like Dot's Diner, so yeah. this was, but that was really more about the barbershoppers. That was yeah. that was the only reason you ever set foot in Dot's Diner, because it was the barbershoppers. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. Well, that would work perfectly. The phase. Mm. That was your phase, yeah, your barbershop barber, phase. Barbershop uh, court. <laughs> I've blocked it out. I've repressed it. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you'd like to chat with us, we're talking about as usual, nothing much at all, but it does no, have no, I, a food core. A food core? It has a food C O R P S as in. So Tom, your yeah. edible dictionary for today is something called hardtack, which I do not hardtack. know what that is. What is that? Oh, I'm glad you asked because if I could get this microphone in the in, out of the way and move it where I need it to be. 
Uh, let's see. We'll find this in, this, in just a second. Uh, oh, yeah, hardtack. So that, that makes sense. Hardtack. I'll read it. I'll read it. It's, okay. A, a rock-hard biscuit made of wheat flour and water and baked until it's so dry <laughs> that it can neither become stale nor get moldy. The history of hardtack is dominated by stories of how it stood between survival and starvation. It has been identified with the military since Roman days, but is particularly associated with sailing ships on long voyages. It's something you really have to be hungry to eat mm. and have why? good it's, teeth. Why? Because it's, uh, it's, cause <laughs> it it's sounds off-putting? Horrible. It sounds horrible. Hmm. Now, the biscuit that you had for breakfast this morning, how, how did that resemble hardtack at all? Oh, I just happened to be blasting through that part of the Dabados. The, was it good? Was the biscuit good? Because uh, it was frozen well, for a while. Here is, well, no, I didn't know that. But uh, what I knew and that most people Tell wouldn't know. Tell me the most know. massive breakfast this morning. Uh, anyway, it was. <laughs> kind of astonishing. The, the best part of it is that Mary Lee. Baked them, yes, with you. She, uh, she baked them. And back when I was a, a much younger man, and she mm-hmm. was a much, much younger lady, mm-hmm. uh, we used to get together every Saturday morning, mm-hmm. Mary Lee and I, yeah. and we would go to the kitchen, and we would make a batch of buttermilk biscuits, mm-hmm. totally from scratch, uh, just for us, and we would make that up and send them out buttery and there was only, at the most, four ingredients mm-hmm. in it. Okay, you had uh, either butter or Crisco, although it, the, the Crisco kind of thing uh, kind, of, kind of fell away after a while. You started and using just plain butter, right? Just butter, so yeah. So the that, last batch, this batch that you used, the, the biscuit from this morning, was that butter? Uh, you know, I don't know. Cause we I'm, haven't had Crisco in the house in a very long time. Yeah, it's not a good product no, for, uh, for for doing anything, at least not anything I like. Yeah. So, and uh, there's one uh, one other ingredient. That, uh, I don't know why I'm not remembering it, but it's only four it's flour, at the most. Flour, water. Flour, water. Butter. Butter. That's three. And uh, short uh, leavening. It's leavening. Well, that would be but either the butter. you do that with the flour. You, the no, butter. No, oh, and the, the flour. Okay, that's it. The flour. I was you completely. You said flour already. So okay. it was, it, it's self-rising flour, butter, and water. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, the two of us would make a batch of those things. And we made as big a batch as we could because it took. We were doing it, so took why a, not? Yeah, yeah. So you may as well get the most out of you. And uh, ever since then. Uh, we have had uh, in just our special little the standard supply of them. Yeah, uh, and uh, we were this there. This is the first batch you've baked in a very long time. Yeah, a very yeah. like years. And yeah, years I think and you years. might be right about that. So this morning, when I saw them a couple of days ago, I decided I was going to start giving you a biscuit with breakfast. So you had a massive. Massive. Mm-hmm. I defy the butter crisp diner to approach anything nearly as large as what you had for breakfast, and I'm very happy you ate it. Well, anyway, you know, we're always looking for something good to eat. Well, I mean, you need that's to that. get something to eat. We have a few other have things. To, Can I throw in? Left to his own devices, Tom's breakfast, lunch, and dinner would be toast with maple syrup on it. Maple I syrup. You yeah. not, folks. All right. Want to look at another one? It's now, <laughs> speaking of sugary treats, it's National Sticky Bun Day. It was, yeah, a, a few days ago. No, it's today. It's today? It's in today's oh, almanac, what? National ah. Sticky Bun Day. Yeah. 
the uh, sticky bun. Uh, and <gasps> the what? National Hash Brown Potatoes Day. Hash Brown Potatoes. Oh, Doug is saying let's go to break. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to yeah. WWL 105.3 yes. FM. That's HD2. true. Uh-huh. When it comes to really great eating, uh, it's somewhere with this. And I've forgotten what it was. You know what? I was reading Departures. To Departures? Which is the American Express magazine. And oh, yeah. I was uh-huh. reading it last night. It was about uh, Los Angeles. It was yeah. the whole issue devoted to Los Angeles. And, Tom, I thought about you they declared Los Angeles America's most interesting eating city. Hmm. And I thought you would consider that utter, utter blasphemy. Well, it, it wouldn't say, it wouldn't for, for me. Well, actually, what I, what I discovered in reading that, and here comes the soapbox, let me drag. Wait, Doug, you know what we need? <laughs> we need a sound effect. For when I'm getting up on my soapbox, which has become very familiar now, and it. (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. Or does he just always have the same soapbox as I do? I mean, I know he does. I think he would. He's on. Let's go to Steve. Steve. Yeah. Oh, it's that Steve. Steve, welcome. (laughs) Uh, Come on in. It's the food show, and I I appreciate you being here. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Come on in. Um, I called Doug with that little fact about caffeine yesterday about Voltaire. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Uh, I just read a book that Michael Pollan put out on Audible Books, and it's the history of caffeine. Oh, cool. For, and it, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know that anyone can prove or disprove that fact, but I find it – well, to uh, even think about. Michael Pollan seems to be pretty good at, you know, doing his uh, research for his yes, books and Voltaire everything. Voltaire existed a, a very long time ago. Well, the caffeine came into England and France, into that part of the world in the 1500s. Uh-huh. Well, that's a so, whole lot of that's a whole lot of repeating of the same story. You know how you, uh, you know how you sit around a circle and you tell a secret and by the time it gets just in a small circle it's totally yeah different. well but that's Imagine why that you know, over over you know six centuries well five uh, centuries. but that's why you go to you know people that know how to do research and let them write the books and but anyway another thing that he talked about that was pretty amazing is during the civil war the south didn't have coffee because of the boy, the uh, 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 blockades, they didn't have coffee, and the Yankees had 36 pounds per soldier was allotted per year. Oh, wow. And they would have three pounds a month per soldier, and they would fill their canteens up with black coffee before they went into battle. <laughs> and these, these guys were just chugging caffeine. Uh, and the the rebels didn't have it. Well, weren't the isn't that when the chicory came in? Because that's when yes. we started roasting No, that was the chicory, supposedly right? Napoleon. No, 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 no. That's what Tom said. But I'm talking about in this country when the the chicory was associated more with the South. And New Orleans, and that's how we have our our chicory history. Yeah, I, but, he, but he didn't mention you... he didn't mention that about the chicory in, in this book, but uh, uh-huh. 
What's the name of it but called, it, Caffeine? Yeah. Okay. You can get it as on Audible Books. I don't know if y'all have Audible Books. Yeah, we do. You can get them. Uh, they're, uh, they're not hard to get, but you can get them easily enough. Yeah. Well, you have to join Audible Books. And it's a, an exclusive oh, audible Tom book. Did a long time ago. Tom, do you still have that? Yeah, I probably do. Yeah. I remember reading it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But it's a very good book. It just came out. Well, it's 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 exclusive to Audible books, but it's an interesting book to read because it talks about the whole thing about caffeine. You know the. Uh, but you're saying that it's exclusive to Audible books, meaning that there isn't a print version around? Nope. Really? You know, that it, huh. it's a funny thing because uh, it, someone might well want to have chicory in his coffee if he lives in, in uh, France or Germany or in a place like that, but they won't find it. It, it's, it just doesn't exist out there uh, or not much of an existence. And uh, what we have along with it kind of comes with us because we like it so much that it w tends to come in. Uh, that's why you, you go to – He also talked about this guy – Pete's Coffee, your son may know of it. It's out yeah. in California. Uh -huh. yeah. And Pete's. that is the guy that introduced the United States to the Arabica bean as opposed to the, uh, what is the other one, a Robesco or uh, whatever, the, the, the cheaper bean. Uh, he turned, the, the guy Pete turned the United States onto, you know, the more than 25 cent cup of coffee. Well, they're everywhere in Los yeah. Angeles, and um, oh, pizzas! Yes, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, he talked about that. He turned the people at the 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 guys that started Starbucks. He taught them about the arabica bean, and you know, kind of gave them all the information. And he didn't really care. He just wanted, you know, the United Higher States to drink bean, better coffee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I wonder if he. So. <laughs> I wonder if he would care now because look what Starbucks did with his Arabica bean. <laughs> well, because this guy's probably got plenty of money too. Uh -huh. Well, that always helps. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks so. for uh, thanks for all the information. I guess I'm getting kicked out. I think you. No, are, you Steve. you got something else. You what else? That you want? boot on your butt. Go ahead. You, I do. You, you're I do. welcome. I got no problem with that. Kick me on out. Wait, and... wait, wait! Before you go, before you go, what? Steve, let me ask what? you this question: As a North Shore resident. Uh -huh. Have you ever been to the Butter Crisp Diner? No. Yeah. I'm not that crazy about donuts. I want uh, I go get like a half dozen about once a year, and I eat about two or three of them and go, oh, these are incredible, and then I'm over it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and if I do, I'm usually just gonna go to Crumbles. Those are those would so, be good if if you do eat donuts. I mean, I don't I don't eat donuts. I can't. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I, there's I much better stuff I'm going to eat if I'm going to eat. Uh, Coffee Rainy has a pretty good burger. Have you had one of those? Coffee Rainy? What's no, that? I don't get. I realize this is blasphemy too. Coffee Rainy. Okay, I like them. I know. Uh -huh. I know, and that there was... is a very, very loyal following here. <laughs> that was the first room. restaurant that my wife and I went to when we bought this house here 23 years ago. And uh, we were down here just straightening up, you know, getting ready to move in. And we ran over, you know, looking for a place to eat lunch. And that was the first place we got to. And uh, we've been I... eating there ever since. 
I call it the habitat of the Mandeville mom. Well, yeah, well, it sure looks of, like uh, that when you go there. there. Yeah, it's the tennis-playing, suburban-driving Mandeville mom is what I call it. And, Always. And it's funny, it's funny because girl. I made that observation <laughs> as, a, as a woman back in the day, and we, we sat next to, at an event last week, we sat next to this guy that we used to work with who has just moved to the North Shore, and he mentioned Coffee Rainey, and, and he said, what's with all the women in their tennis clothes at that place? <laughs> and I said, oh, that's a species of woman called Mandeville Mom. Anyway. <laughs> Pick a new word to make that the name, please, so, as soon as you can. So, Steve, um, that is, you know, it's very, they're not the only people who are in there, but that is a very large makeup of the clientele there. But a man, you go there from, you know, 11 to 2 any day and they're crowded. You know, I mean, they're crowded all the time. They're crowded too. too It's absolutely crazy. And it's not good. And when I say that, I I don't mean because it's not good. It's good. It is good. I mean, it's it's good. There's no two ways about it. Well, those poor Mandeville moms are being spat upon by Mary Ann. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know what? It's it's, I I, I guess that sounds worse than it what does. I mean it to sound. It like. sounds horrible. It sounds <laughs> despicable. It sounds kind of like they're the uh, what was it that Hillary called the uh, deplorables? <laughs> no. Okay. Then then uh, okay. Then I shouldn't say it. Okay. You I wish shouldn't. I could take no. it back. But now it's out there. You can't. And it'll be on podcast. You can't take it back. If only, if only I'm gonna Ron go down was on there and, today, it wouldn't be on podcast. <laughs> next time I go down there, I'm going to announce that Marianne Fitzmaurice thinks you all are deplorables. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, well, and stop you know it. what they'd say? Oh, you know, we don't. They'd say, who's that? They'd say, who's that? It's yeah. the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice, uh, and it would be great to talk with you about uh, something that maybe a couple more people can uh, focus on. <laughs> Uh, so uh, it's two six zero six three six eight, and uh, you know uh, we've been talking about donuts and and all of that and uh, them being done locally or in uh, in a hut, but uh, that's the way that a lot of people have just gotten into any in eating anything other than junk. I mean, but uh, but the, uh, the place you were just talking about, Coffee Rainy. Cafe Rainy. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I don't go there very often. It's not my kind of place. But every time I go there, I'm astonished by the number of people who are there. Oftentimes, yeah. every yeah. seat is is yeah. being used all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, so you got to take your hat off for them. You know, whatever it is they're doing. I was around when they first started doing that, and uh, it's a spinoff of the guys that did. Uh, Actually, that's not true, Tom. It's that's not true? true. No. What was I going to say? You were going to say the the taste buds. That's not true. Because no? coffee rainy. Yeah is Gary Darling's wife. Right, but there's a connection there. And her there. partner actually predates the taste buds. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, well, yep. I remember I met her uh, a long time ago. Angel and Darling. Uh-huh. And uh, I was introduced and shown the restaurant, and it was at the time she was 16. So oh, you're, she talking must about, have been... you're talking about Rainy. Yeah. Yeah. I th- th- this We're was a the daughter. It's named for the daughter. Very sharp people. Yeah. And, oh, uh, absolutely. Look, and, those two women and good are good product too. Those two women worked their 
butts off and did a good product and it has been tremendously successful. And regardless of, of what Steve says about me dissing the Mandeville mom, I think, I think every place, every restaurant has a clientele that can be identified, not every, not every, but there are certain restaurants that attract certain clientele, for sure. Example. <clears throat> okay, well, you know how Peppermill has its... Peppermill? Has its yeah. age issue. Its age issue? Yeah, like, mm. like, you know, they've been trying to attract a younger crowd because mm. there's, a is- there's not Makes an sense. issue, but it's like... This is the clientele here. I've been with you at places where we'll be sitting there, and you'll look around the room, and you'll go, you know what? These are not my people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's normal. No, no, no I'm just saying. Not everybody likes everybody else. There are cer- there's the hipster groups. There's, you know, it's it's a certain there are certain certain elements that restaurants project, which attracts certain kinds of people and then they bring their friends and then that becomes sort of the association that people have with a particular place. Am I wrong about that? No. No, yeah. if we if we thought you were wrong, we'd throw you out. <laughs> hey, I can be tough when I want to be. So, I don't know. I I just uh that's that's always been my association and what I think of when I think of coffee raining. And I have other associations, and I'm sure other people have associations like that with different, you know. Yeah, but what kind of coffee do you drink? 30 years, Tom. What what do you mean? 30 years. I've never had a cup of coffee. You've never had a cup of coffee? Oh, uh, that life. Oh, okay. Never in my entire life. Okay. If there were. 6368 is the number. What? If, uh, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) uh, let's see. No, we better let's let go it back go. to the hash browns. Yeah. Hash browns. Hash brown day. You've made those. Yes, I make them all yeah. the time. Well, I mean, you know, it's one of the few things that I cook with any sort of frequency, and I don't really do it anymore because it's no? just you and me, and and you know, I don't really eat a lot of that stuff. But um, but I have to say that that's a pretty great, pretty br- great product. It's fantastically yeah. great because it homes in on the <laughs> essence. Of hash browns. Now I know anyone who is thinking a hash browns and getting excited over that. Oh, I'm telling you, you would, uh, ladies and gentlemen. They are pretty great. They 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 are aroma wonderful, and uh, the it looks great sitting there on. on But I love what you say about them in this. Oh, what did I say? You say that um, that. Everyone has their preference, and yours is the way, quote, my wife Marianne makes them, which takes advantage of her penchant for burning things. She pre-bakes potatoes a little less than you would for eating, then melts butter in a hot skillet, shreds the potatoes right under the skillet, scattering some chopped green onions as she goes. That's not exactly true. The green onions get black before I put the potatoes on. And then there's salt and pepper, and then she walks away until she smells something burning. Turns the potatoes over and lets them uh, go a little bit longer. And that, that that makes it perfect hash friends, and it does, because it just really crisps up the potatoes by leaving them on the griddle that long. 
Yeah, it's a great dish, no matter what you say about it. And its simplicity. Uh, Does just... anybody say anything bad about them? I can't imagine. No, really I not nev- like never. Hash browns? Not, How could you not, not like ever. Hash browns? Um, the, we look, Mary Lee and I were looking through your book, your latest version of your cookbook, which yeah. has all of the glossy, beautiful pictures in it. And they have my hash browns there, but they don't look anything like my hash browns. Did you ever see that, Tom? I'm going to go get that book and show you a picture because they are perfectly formed and my hash browns come in a pile. They're not perfectly formed at all. And, um, And I think that a lot of those pictures are a little bit, uh, they don't look quite like the item that they are representing. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. If you would like to chat with us, we are talking about, you know, food. Basic old food. And we can't wait. Anyway, had had a good lunch today. Did you have lunch today? Uh, we always have a good lunch there. And uh, it's we took some pictures today, which were especially good. But it's it's really it's it's just a really good place to go. We're talking about our usual Monday place, but it's Tuesday. Today. New Orleans Food and Spirits, yeah. which is a which started on the West Bank. These are supposed to be my hash browns, Tom. Look how perfect those are. Oh, well, they look great. Yeah, but those don't look anything like my hash well, browns. Well, sometimes you get things that look great but are are not much on they're, the looks. They're so what am I trying to formed? say? I don't I don't understand. That's only going to be trouble if I say that. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, we went to New Orleans Food and Spirits. I tried to talk you into what we did last week, which I thought was exceptionally well, well, good. What was that? Um, splitting a seafood platter. Seafood platters are too big for one Oh, person. that's classic. Hey, you, you go to West End Park. West End. What, to split a seafood platter? Or to Absolutely. Platter? No, you just load it up. Now, you know, the seafood platter at New Orleans Food and Spirits is absolutely perfect. Yeah, that's it what my point is. It is the right amount of everything. It is not piled so high that you can't see your companion. Let's see if I can find somebody. Let's say if some, if you, uh, uh, we have a few minutes before we stop for the top news. Of the hour. Yeah. But uh, let me see if I can get this from you, uh, just right, uh, you know, off the bats. Uh, you have just bought a fried seafood platter for. Uh, let's see. We actually did this about Last a week. week ago. Yeah, we just did it a week ago. Okay. So uh, you have oysters, you have uh, shrimp, you have uh, fried catfish. Uh, what else is left? Uh, well, on that bu- particular uh, one, that's it. It's twenty dollars. It's nineteen ninety nine. It's that's, a that's lot a low of price. I know that. it is. It's but it's a lot of food. A lot was, of food. It was there wasn't a stuffed crab. There wasn't a soft shell crab. There wasn't anything else that needed to be there. It was a pile of shrimp, fried oysters fried catfish, a couple of hush puppies on top of french fries. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It can be done. Uh, we did it again today. We did, uh, well, we, we almost. Didn't do that. You got your, your normal uh, Well, we were thinking uh, with the red catfish. beans and the, and the uh, oysters Yeah. and all those good things. Oysters seem to be block solid right now uh, for the last uh, maybe even uh, four or five uh, months now it's been going on. So if you like oysters, this is a good time to eat oysters. It's just when beautiful. When did that problem happen which wrecked everything? It was last the, year. The oils? Was it, was it, was, no, no, that was years ago. Was it September or October of last year? I mean, time flies so fast. Yeah, I, 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 I find it remarkable how fast time flies, actually. 
That's so true. Uh, here we are, almost. Uh, we're we're staring down the. We we're, we've gone over hump day on February. We're staring down the end of February of 2020 already. Yeah, here it comes, and there it goes. Uh, Nomadie.com today, new. speaking of that, huh? uh, we have a piece about, someone asked about Mardi Gras packages that a person could get. Hmm. And and I put the first one up today. It's Nole on St. Charles Avenue. No, oh, uh, yeah. Mardi Gras buffet. No, uh, Nole. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. It's still fairly new, I think. It is fairly new. I regret to report N-O-L-E? I not found it to be particularly good. Well, it just opened. So we um, give them a break. But uh, it's beautiful. The place is beautiful. And if you are looking for a place to watch a parade, that would be a good one for sure. Yeah. I mean, just location alone is spectacular. And then they have this buffet that is all kinds of things. They have, if you're doing street-side parade viewing and don't want to go for the whole thing inside, they have different levels. You could, you know, you can get like a bathroom pass, a parking yeah. pass. You can get $4 tacos. It's You can, you know, mix and match your experience there. But that would be one if you are interested in that. Remember the old days, Tom, when um, the Intercontinental had, I I don't know, do they still have this where you can buy a package at the Intercontinental and you have grandstand seating and you have a really uh, nice buffet? We uh, should take the kids to that. It was really fun. I did that on a total about maybe 15 or 20 No, no, it was like 25 years ago because Mary Lee was, uh, we were standing next to John Goodman. Remember that? Yeah. Mary Lee got knocked off your shoulders. <laughs> By a big pack of beads. Yeah, uh, that's right. Mary Lee yeah. just so got she was two years slammed old. into she was the two fix. years old. And you know who brought it back and fixed her up? John Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're coming up to the news for uh, after the top our, of the hour. Come yeah. back. Then we'll be back. We talk about eating and deliciousness and all that. So uh, we have more of it. WWWL. Wait a minute. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.